0: Hello, welcome to Avon on the Air, bringing you conversation that's always lively, sometimes provocative, and never afraid to ask the question, what really happens between the covers of an Avon romance? I'm your host, Lucia Macro, and today I'm speaking with Sophie Jordan, author of All Chained Up, which goes on sale March 29th, 2016. Sophie Jordan grew up in the Texas Hill Country, where she wove fantasies of dragons, warriors, and princesses. A former high school English teacher, she's the New York Times, USA Today, and international best-selling author of more than twenty novels. Sophie now lives in Houston with her family. Welcome, Sophie, to Avon on the Air.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
0: I'm happy to have you. There's so much with this book that I want to talk about. Um, first of all. You know, I think of you, and probably wrongfully so, as a historical romance writer who has also written Some New Adult. But whenever I think of Sophie Jordan lately, I've been thinking of historicals. But this is definitely not historical. It is very contemporary, and it's very kind of hard-edged. So, right. yeah. So I just wanted you to talk a little bit at first about, you know, why why this kind of series and kind of why now?
1: Well, you know, it, you're probably not the only one that... You know, when they see this cover, I you know, I just came back. From it is an awesome cover. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so many of them were, like, stopping at the cover because it's definitely not my I know. usual historical fare. I know. I
0: wish we had visuals, but, you know, we can't. It,
1: it, it's a pretty crazy, awesome, crazy good cover. Right. <laughs> um, you know, the thing that I was talking about with All Chained Up is, you know, it is very contemporary and it's gritty. Mm-hmm. But in so many ways, I grew up reading these historicals, a lot of medieval historicals, oh. um, and even the Regency said historicals. You know, I just I devoured a lot of Johanna Lindsay. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff had some, like, hard edge scenarios, yeah. you know? I was reminiscing about Prisoner of My Desire. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> where she kidnaps, well, her people, her men, kidnap the hero and chain him to a bed, and <laughs> she has to get a child off him. And I was like, that is crazy. Crazy,
0: <laughs> but crazy good. <laughs>
1: Crazy good, and then it's just these very extreme, you know, gasp-worthy scenarios. And I, ca- I love those scenarios so much, but it's often difficult to move them into a contemporary setting mm-hmm. because, you know, we're, this is the modern world and our heroines are modern women and these are crazy pants scenarios, mm-hmm. as I've said. So I just really wanted to tell a story like that in a modern setting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's where the roots of it come from for me
0: and this opens in a penitentiary it does devil's rock penitentiary and the hero is definitely a con like so yes. i thought that was interesting um what led you? What led you to the penitentiary? <laughs>
1: well, you know, and I, there have been a few
0: romances. There's, there's there,
1: there are romances yeah. out there that deal with um, heroes that are, you know, seeking redemption and mm-hmm. they've been in prison. But I really wanted to write the story where he was. It begins with him still in prison, mm-hmm. and probably a third of the novel is set in there. And um, her job takes her there, so they have interaction mm-hmm. in this prison, which is very, you know, nothing happens other right. than just it's a lot of tension and buildup and it's very taboo and very forbidden. And she, she's not a woman who goes there looking for, you know, inmate love, you know, right. she's <laughs> not, this is so wrong in her mind. It's not, you know, she's frightened by it. And, um, it, and I, I guess I have a lot of love for shows like, um, you know, prison break and sons of anarchy. It's so interesting.
0: And, yeah. Cause I have that written on my thing, on my yes. like, notes, you know, is this, do you feel like, your storyline, in a way, reflects what we're seeing on television, and clearly. I guess so. I do yes. watch
1: a lot. I, I, I try to keep in tune with pop culture. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a Netflix junkie. Um, I'm really into a show ba- called Banshee. That is, it's a Cinemax series, and he is he comes out of prison after 15 years, kind of taking the rap for his girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he got sent away for something they did together, but he took the rap for both of them. Uh, I just, I love that hero that, in, I'm, I have a line in the book where, you know, it's, it's not really a Shawshank Redemption world, like in here, or not like these heroes, because it is a series following three heroes, and it's almost too convenient and too simple for them all to be convicted, um, to be innocently convicted, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not saying... There is one actually that is. I don't mm-hmm. think it's uh, too spoilery, but he, in no, this case, in so. this book, he did go to jail for a crime that he committed. And working with my editor on this book, I think it was really important for us to for him to own the fact that he mm-hmm. did it, um, to have regrets about it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but acceptance at the same time, mm-hmm. and um, but still be a hero in that he has a code, right? And he is honorable. And, you know, I think it goes back, again. I keep equating to him when people are like, oh, I don't know about, you know, this. And I'm like, you know, again, I kind of equate him to that medieval hero that just spent the last eight years of his life in a dungeon. Right. And what he does when he gets out, um, or in this case, you know, he's still in the dungeon. Uh, She gets to meet him in that setting. Yes. Which it's just, uh, you know, I kind of came up with the title. It's like more metaphorical, but I was like, you know, it's like I was telling my editor at the time when I, I was plotting the book, I was like, he's just, he's all chained up. Like, really physically, really emotionally, emotionally. he's just been like, you know, chained, chained down, down for the last eight years of his life.
0: Well, I think it's interesting, um, it, it kind of harkens back to a point you made. I mean, so much so much about romance novels is often about, not exclusively, but often about the redemption of the hero. And in the, in the historical setting, we tend to give the heroes a lot of leeway in terms of their life up to the point where they meet the heroine. I mean, right. it's not every hero, of course, but a lot of them are really kind of bad. They are. <laughs> they've I mean, done they're, bad, they're, rotten they're, things. They're living in the
1: circumstances of their time. Right. So um, almost, you know, like a war culture in a way, mm-hmm. a warrior culture. And, and this is somebody, again, that, yeah, he was, a lot of men may have reacted the same way he did mm-hmm. given the circumstances and what put him in jail and yeah. let him. I
0: know, you know I'm dancing you know. around everything cause I don't want to give too much away too. I know I don't want to yeah.
1: spoil it entirely, but, um, I think that's what I, th- you know, some readers found refreshing as, you know, the fact that he did do it and mm-hmm. he is struggling to come to terms with that mm-hmm. or has, you know, or he has or spent the last eight years doing that. Um, Someone asked me, like, did you research a lot? Did you go visit a prison? I did not. did like, not visit a prison, but I did. There's a l- wealth of information. There's so many documentaries
0: mm-hmm.
1: featuring um, prison life.
0: Yes. And I think
1: I watched just enough to kind of get that flavor.
0: Of what of it, yeah. what he
1: would, yeah, how uh, oppressed and what it's like, what his eight years would have been like.
0: hmm now it's it's interesting, and and I'm reading. I was reading some of the like we have background sales material, not a secret that we have at the office, and a comment was made um, that antiheroes are the new heroes. Do you think do you think that this is true? Um, oh, I wonder. I think
1: you see this especially in contemporary romance, yes. right? There's a lot of motorcycle club books. Mm. Um, I definitely think that. The, the, Contemporaries are going very dark lately. Yes, they are. Um, I, and even that said, I've read some that are far darker and push my comfort level and boundaries more so than this book I wrote. Um, I did take, I went, attended a workshop by some authors who were writing dark romance, and I think the thing that stuck is that, um, you know, they're the hero of their own story, but maybe not what we perceive right. <laughs> right. heroes, you know, that... You, the writer decides where the line is. They do all have a line. Mm-hmm. They can't just be without, you know, regard or without the code. They have a code. You just mm-hmm. have to decide
0: what it what is. What it is. Interesting. No, I think it's, Do you think that some of this also comes from New Adult? Because I found a lot of the New Adult books kind of dark. They yeah. are, and
1: I think even before that, a lot of it came from YA. There was a YA oh, craze, yeah. well, of course, Vampires. And then there was a fallen angel craze where there was a bunch of uh, YAs that were very popular. And these were actually angels that were cast from, he- you know. From cast heaven. from heaven into hell, right. And then they had this mission to, like, corrupt, to 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 bring this one certain female, you know, to take her and bring her, you know.
0: Interesting. To hell well, I miss to those. Universe.
1: But, but then, that, and then that was their conflict, that their job as a fallen angel was to do this, you know.
0: Terrible. And corrupt and
1: to break this one, you know, human, you know, the heroine, and um, and that's that's in YA where most YA is kind of PG thirteen anyway. Mm-hmm. So I mean, these themes are really dark mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Now we could do a whole like other talk about YA because I find that whole the whole young adult arena, endlessly fascinating and much darker than what people think it is It is on the surface. I mean, people right. say, oh, it's like falling, there are like those great falling in love books, but then there's mm-hmm. a lot that have to do with huge moral dilemmas, which I wonder is Absolutely. part of a larger cultural thing, but that's probably getting too like crazy for this particular yeah, conversation. I but
1: well, it's I mean, in writing a romance, um, you're guaranteed, I mean, the promise of a romance novel, I think yes. everything is off the table, with mm-hmm. the exception of The happy ending. The happy ending. Absolutely. You you read a YA that doesn't have a happy ending. Yeah. I know. And that's why, that's my comfort in a romance novel. I think that's what the, you know, that's the promise. Every, you know, you know, no matter what, no matter Mm -hmm. how dark or gritty. And and this um, hero, you know, went to prison for eight years. How great can his life be even when he gets out? Well, you Mm -hmm. know you're going to get a happily ever after. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you'll keep going. You'll trust.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's a real... um, you know, and I'm a sucker for it. There's, I, I, I do love the archetype of the super bad guy, and then the and the kind of quote unquote good girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what it is that Me I f- I find appealing because it's kind of retro. But I, I'll just go with I know. it. I, I like it. I can't help it. We are so we're just throwbacks. <laughs> I, I
1: know. We're throwbacks. I totally. Well, and back. I even see, and I'm so. This is so. It's just its preference. You know, everybody enjoys their certain tropes. Like yes, there are. Bad boys and bad girls to get together too. And I'm like, I'm not as intrigued by this storyline because they kind of come from the same place. I, I don't know. want that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. But it's, but you know, it's, I think that's the great thing about romance is there are, there's so much more variety than people give the genre credit for. And you can Absolutely. always find, you know, that story that you're really going to get into, which I really think is, is a lot of fun.
1: I know. So, you know, this is a three book, uh the next mm-hmm. book. I was going to ask I pitched, you. Yeah. I knew the next book. It's not. It says it in the summary. So I'm not. Spo- it's Hell Breaks Loose, and he is of the three inmates. He's the one who breaks out of prison. Oh. So I was like, Oh, what kind of hair? For a while, I knew that, but I had no idea who she would be, who the heroine would, would be. Would help Hell him. And I was like, it's gonna be—it has to be really extreme and crazy pants. I thought, you know, and I've—I've I've done the good girl. So if I do another good girl, what's different about this good mm-hmm. girl? Because you don't want to keep telling the same story right. over and over. And they're already all three, you know, inmates. So I, the craziest idea—it just clicked on me watching an episode of Veep. Okay. So you're familiar with that? Yeah. <laughs> so much of my stuff, I—I I get inspired by what I see, and it was just an episode where. Julia Louise Dreyfus's daughter is um, very awkward. Mm -hmm. She doesn't enjoy, she does not enjoy enjoy her role as first daughter. She's awkward at it. She's socially awkward and not very well favored. The public doesn't seem to like her. (laughs) And I was like, oh my My gosh, gosh. she would be a great heroine. In a romance novel, I remember thinking that. And then just things started clicking and I was like, oh, there I have it. The next heroine in oh my, my book, when my prison, my inmate Drake breaks, breaks out of prison, will be the. She's the first daughter. She's the president's daughter. Oh my <laughs> god! How opposite can you get That is two great. total spec? You know, they're totally sitting on opposite ends of the spectrum.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna and have complex. to go get my hands on this <laughs> when I get. I know. To well,
1: this. the arc is already floating around. <laughs> I'll have to go find. It went one. Up. I in, yes, I think it just went up on. You know, the right. galleys are online. Right.
0: And that's coming out in August. That's August.
1: So they're pretty close together. Oh, that's great. So not a long wait between the two. Okay.
0: And can you give us any hint of what the third will be about? Or is it just Well, the a third is days? pretty...
1: um is so is little uh, bit He's a brother of the hero of book one, Knox. Okay. And it's just one of those things where he, when All Chained Up opens, he's sort of the one that's still kind of kept... He's still very affable and he's still able to smile. And he's the one that should get released first. That's mm-hmm. all expectations. You know he'll be paroled first. And through events that happen, um, in All Chained Up, Knox is paroled first. And in um. the second book, Reed breaks out, and mm. he's left in there. He's actually oh gosh. <laughs> the one that should be released first. He's still in there. So a lot of people are really already readers, after reading All Chained Up, are, like, excited. Um, and some of his light has dimmed. Oh, um, I know that just makes I, he's still the happy. He can still find happiness, and he's able to smile after eight years in prison. But it's actually going to be longer now. Oh gosh, before he's released.
0: Well, that's going to be. It's. I don't, I'm just. So, I'm so intrigued by intrigued by this series. It was such a pleasure to read all chained up over the weekend when I was doing my research for our talk today. Um, I I just I don't know. I thought it was just so. Um, when I read that, when I read the description, I thought, "How is she going to pull this off?" And you did a great job. So I'm very, very excited so to talk to you. Um, and I also sort of wish, before we wrap up, I wish we again. I wish we had visuals because I was looking at your website, and you are totally like. Gosh, I don't know how you write everything. You're like one of the hardest working women in the romance industry, I think.
1: I think I am until I meet someone who's writing even more even every more, once I in a know, while. It's kind of I think right? my ability to <laughs> just be
0: prolific is that I keep doing different things. So are you concentrating on these right now, or are you writing any of your YA or anything else? Right now
1: I'm writing North Speck, Okay, he's the third in the series. Okay. Um, and I should be getting revision soon. I'll have to take a break for my next historical. Right. So, oh,
0: great! Which
1: I'm excited about. I mean, the title says it all. The title for my next historical is "While the Duke um, While the Duke was Sleeping."
0: Oh my gosh! Okay. So Sounds if you're great.
1: familiar with the Sandra Bullock, while you were while sleeping, you were sleeping, I <laughs> already have the basic premise of that book. I'm
0: oh my excited gosh. about it.
1: It was fun. Every Christmas, that movie comes on, and I love it so much. And then
0: and then yours got inspired.
1: And then I did. I went online and I looked around to see, first of all, if there was that title if that title was taken. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, it just ended up being a launching point for the historical.
0: Oh my gosh! So so much to look forward to you fr- from you, you, Sophie Jordan. <laughs> it's Thank you. Be, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great year. So, all chained up by Sophie Jordan on sale March twenty ninth, and then the follow up in August. Thank you so much for coming to visit with me on Avon on the Air. Thank you,
1: Lucia. And
0: um, we'll be talking to you hopefully soon when your book comes out in August. Great. I look forward to it. I do too. So everybody, this is Lucia Macro for Avon on the Air, and um, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Avon on the Air. This episode was edited by Nathan Rossborough with production help from Jennifer Monroe the books featured in this episode are available for purchase wherever books are sold. We hope you'll join us next time as we hear more from your favorite authors, all brought to you by Avon on the Air.